Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today was Rick's choice, and it was how not to summon a demon lord, better known as it needed a mature rating. You know, in my defense, I don't remember it being that bad. I'm sure. I'm sure you didn't remember it. Ah, I really uh-huh. didn't remember it being that bad. Uh-huh. Although I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I'm the cover up. It's getting a second season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled it's getting a second season. There you go. Uh, so it originally came out in July 2018, ran through September 2018. It's 12 episodes long. Uh, producers for our Tokyo MX, Cute Tech, uh, just to name a couple, because there are quite a few for this one. And the studio is Ajia Do. The genres are comedy, etchy, fantasy, harem, magic, and isekai. Heavy on the uh, etchy and heavy on the magic. I was I was very happy with that. Yeah, I bet you were. I bet you were <laughs> happy for the for that. Uh yeah, it originally has a rating of I think uh 13 plus, 14. I don't remember seeing it have a mature rating on uh any platform that we were watching it on and I got to tell you uh that it definitely deserved a mature rating <laughs> especially that 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 last few episodes jeez i was not not ready for what i was exposed to uh yes to to say the least uh neither was my uh my wife she was not ready for that either she she was on the phone with her mother when it when it came on and he's just pouring his uh, magic into her literally pouring magic there's no uh no underlying cause there at all and then uh with the constant uh, yeah. oh diablo you're pouring your magic into me oh, <laughs> yeah constant yeah. screaming and uh, moaning and groaning yeah uh, I, 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 I gotta say that it was, uh, very, very heavy on the etchy. So heavy on the etchy, like crazy. I was not expecting anything that happened like from the last three episodes. It was, I, <laughs> to say it was a distraction was an understatement, understatement of the millennia. Oh yeah. The underlying story I thought was entertaining enough. The magic battles I thought were hilariously entertaining because even though they're like, this is God tier. And he's like, yeah, not so much. Right. Not and, so much. And the main character Diablo uh, is a gamer and he lives and breathes inside games. So he, in the original world where for the game that he's referencing to a lot throughout, he's basically the highest leveled character in that whole game and he calls himself a demon lord in there and he hates people that are couples or potentially together because he's lonely all the time 
because he has no one in his life. And projecting hard. Oh yeah. Very. And when he gets summoned to this other world, he's forced to be around two uh female individuals, a uh, cat girl and an elf, uh by the name of Rem for the cat girl and uh Shira for the elf. And these two could not be further apart in personality. Now, I watched <laughs> the dub. I don't know if you happen to have encountered this gold mine of annoyance. I okay, well, but, first of all, I love the the they could not be further from uh personality as well as in assets to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, um that had a really good dichotomy. One was extremely flat-chested to the point of hurting uh our main protagonist's face with with her ribs, and the other one uh was so well endowed that she risked uh, I think it was smothering him in his sleep. Yeah. Frequently. Yeah, frequently. Yeah. So sexual innuendo is, uh, the, the, we'll just call it the norm for here. Sometimes they don't even just, give an innuendo. Sometimes they just outright say it, say it, not show it, say it. Yeah. They don't show anything, which I, uh, <laughs> I find very tasteful. Uh, however, they don't leave much to the imagination. And I was actually, my significant other and I were watching it together and she goes, you know, these chicks must look really weird naked. And I said, well, why? And she goes, if they're showing that much cleavage and there's no nipple or areola, this chick, these, these girls have like side nipples. And I'm like, I, I, you got a point. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't really have much to say in that regard. I you know when I'm watching it, I don't sit there and go, "Where are her organs? Where do they go?" It's a cartoon, and <laughs> no, I uh, not, pretty much not. leave it at that. <laughs> I don't think it was the organs she was too concerned with. She, it's, it's that's that's the difference between us and and our significant others. They they actually I guess focus on things like that. Where we're just like, it looks good. Uh, I just watch it for pure entertainment and the plot. So yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you read it for the stories, right? I do actually. I do. I mean, like, uh, let's uh, choose some of my top picks here, uh, story wise. Uh, Your Lie in April, Violet Evergarden. Just to throw two out there. Uh, just, you know, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I'm all about the plot. I'm all about that plot. No, you're all about the feels. That too. <laughs> you were you were you were getting certain feelings out of this one, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fact that it was taking uh, taking uh, taking its time to to get through to the plot. <laughs> well, I don't know. See, I felt that every episode, minus the last episode, uh, everything felt kind of well paced. Yeah, no, it it wasn't too fast. It was. It was paced appropriately for the type of show it was. Any, I feel like if it was any longer than 12 episodes, it would have hurt it more than anything else. And at the same time, if it was any shorter. Because ironically enough, I had real character development in the bad guys, which I don't typically get, you know? Like, usually we get the protagonist and his allies. We get their backstory. We get their, they get fleshed out, <laughs> excuse the pun, uh, for incredibly well. However, here, like, for instance, the paladin, 
who happened to think he was a god, even though he wasn't a long-lived villain, he'd still got a fairly decent backstory, I, I, I think. I don't know if they gave any backstory for him. Yeah, he felt that he was gifted by the gods, and even though he kind of cheesed his way through literally everything by using sorcery, he was incredibly strong, and he gave he gave a very strong indication that he did not enjoy heretics and he believes anybody who does not agree with him is a heretic yeah but that's not really a backstory i mean like you don't know what led up to all those uh events what led up to him believing that what led up to him truly believing that he was a god that's not a backstory that's just fleshing out his personality yeah perhaps i took it i might have been looking a little bit too much into it because i did watch it subbed and dubbed so okay um oh that said the biggest difference for me between subbed and dubbed (laughs) is the dubbed um let's just say they could have done a better job that's an understatement of a lifetime i couldn't i honestly (laughs) could not get through an episode of dubs i I just who, who did you hate the most uh diablo really because uh, I only saw like the first uh, 15, 20 minutes of episode one, and then I couldn't take it anymore. Diablo, he, he, there was no tone difference in it. There, it, he, he was basically, you know, just trying to lower his voice just a little bit. He didn't do any actual change in, in his inflection or tone for me. Shira was also pretty annoying as well. Honestly, all three. All three main. All three, I hated. I hated it. I hated the dub. It was so bad. I could not watch it. I could not. I I couldn't get past episode one in a dub. I really couldn't. The stuff, the stuff the background characters said was just solid gold. Like it's like they looked at the the script and didn't care. Like no, that doesn't make any sense. We could fit this here though. But what the 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 thing that really got my goat and just really annoyed me was rem who thought it was a good idea to have a california beach bum essentially voice uh, rem uh valley girl beach bum that that was the inflection and the accent i got out of it i would have to say uh the casting director thought it would be a great idea (laughs) (laughs) it definitely did add to the humor but oh dear lord yeah no the the dubs were bad i couldn't do it i couldn't get past episode one they were just so bad for me um the subs were far better but this if you're going into this expecting it to not be that of a mature rating uh needed this sorely needed a mature rating. <laughs> we keep going back to that only because every episode there was a scene where he was in bed with both of those protagonists and who for some reason happened to be his slaves. Like they, they did a summoning ritual, which summoned him from another world where you get the isekai genre from. And because of his super OP ring that he got when he was, I don't know, grinding two demon lords previously 
he reflects all magic and this and the ritual that they used to summon him was considered to be a magic and because he was wearing that ring instead of becoming a slave he gained two slaves no it's not that uh because of the magic being summoned with was it it was a separate magic it was called the enslavement uh spell and that's what got reflected so they summoned oh, him okay. and once he was summoned they did another spell on top of that which was the enslavement spell which caused him to enslave shira and rem which the progression from we need to figure out how to break this enslavement callers and get free uh escalated within the first like two episodes to we're happy that you own us aren't you uh proud of us type of mentality <laughs> and then I only didn't say to it was end a healthy it. mentality yeah well you know stockholm syndrome just saying <laughs> just saying um, yeah only to end it with him <laughs> uh, for lack of a better term enslaving his own daughter yeah uh, I'm, well, no, no. I mean, there's no blood. Don't get me wrong. There's no blood, but it was his energy into Rem that forced the demon lord to come out. Now, <laughs> well, Rem's they had Rem's to uh, pour magic into her in a very specific way that uh, does not involve any stabbing with a knife. Well, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. So basically, Rem's whole backstory is inside of her was the new demon lord and it was inside her mom it's hereditary so so long as they keep her lineage going the demon lord will not come out but if she is a, the way i understood it, if she dies before giving birth she's going to release the demon lord upon the world and in order to get the demon lord out without actually killing her um you had to pour an excessive amount of magic into her via skin touch. Only when he puts her hand on the stomach and forces like that, he's told, Hey, that's not good enough. So the option was to cut her open. He was told to cut her open and pour magic into her like that. He's like, I'm not doing that. And he was told there's another entrance close to the stomach that he could gain access to. And I think we all know where that is at. Indeed. Uh, it's the mouth, right? Up at the head? No? No? Yeah, no, nope, nope, oh, not oh. there. A little lower. Oh, lower. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. Understand. Not the belly button either. Ah, damn it. Well. <laughs> yeah. jeez. Oh, um, at that point, it, it was uh, that episode as well that uh, my wife also decided to be on the phone with her mother when that was going on. That's a great conversation to have. What's going on over there? Don't ask. You don't want to know. <laughs> you don't. Jeez. Uh, it's, it's a very unique, very comedic anime. Uh, there are several points in throughout it that are pretty funny. And they do tie in... Uh, some of the characters, or at least one of the characters, uh, Alicia, she they tie her in to events that actually happened back in episode three, I think it is. Two, three, four? Yes. Yes. She she ended up being an ally and then an enemy and then an enemy and then an ally, which I thought was a really weird progression. Right. Well, the last one is she's more along the lines of a road to redemption so to speak. 
Kind of I think of. her story arc was too quick. The story arc for her was fine, considering that she was just a supporting character and the fact that uh, a lot of the other supporting characters got next to no uh, build-up story time or anything like that. The closest one that actually comes near that would be uh, Sil- Sylvie, the guild master adventure guild master whatever her name is person yeah the the little bunny chick who gets who gets diablo drunk and then uh, gets uh molested he just cuddled her extremely hard uh (laughs) hard cuddles i don't think much yeah hard hard cuddles uh that that actually if you were to put that (laughs) how not to summon a demon lord extreme cuddles yeah that that would be that would be an ex- a really good title or a subtitle for this anime. The season one, Extreme Cuddles. Extreme Cuddles. So here's my thing. All right. Here's, here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. So the title is How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Now, are we talking about how not to summon the main protagonist or how oh. not to summon the demon lord at the end, uh, Clem? double meaning right there Ooh, i mean like because if you're going to summon a demon lord and you're summoning and you're summoning uh diablo i mean they did everything right except uh the second spell the enslavement ritual spell yeah didn't exactly work out to their advantage you actually bring up a good good thought process because technically he's not a demon lord he's a rare summon and you cannot summon a demon lord technically right Right. He just refers to himself as a demon lord, and he refers to himself as a demon lord from another world. Yes. Now, that said, the improper way to summon a demon lord is to leave the mother alive. So technically, you are correct on the latter portion of it, where they summon the demon lord incorrectly, which led to an improper demon lord, where Clem turns into this little demon rather than this monstrosity that's going to wipe everything out. So, because they left the mother alive, she didn't kill everybody. Well, I mean... (laughs) Tried to. Tried to eventually, but... I mean, uh, what Alicia said was uh, the one thing that's missing from from it is hatred. So, once you give her something to hate, that will unlock her full potential. That seemed a little too simple to me. It worked, don't get me wrong, but it seemed a little too simple. I got a question. Yeah. You know how, oh shoot, what's her name? The barrier chick. Uh, Celestine? Celestine, yes. Celestine had erected a barrier over the entire city to keep the fallen out, right? Uh, yes. Are we, are we talking about how fallen are still able to get in? No, no. See, the first one I understand came through as an object, wasn't necessarily regarded as a fallen to begin with. Right. At the very end, when the fallen freaking captain was able to get in, how does that happen? One room over. One room over. At least well, that's, that's, that was my interpretation. Hang on. You're forgetting someone. Clem. How was she able to get in, too? Demon Lord, not fallen. She's still technically a fallen. Just throwing that I, I out there. Don't know. I don't know how that qualifies, because I think... I think she's not a fallen. Well, I she's mean, a demon lord. Completely well, here, different let's, species. Let's put it to, to you like this. What qualifies uh, Edelgard 
the girl who is a fallen that we know to be a fallen, what qualifies her to be a fallen? Right? She's I'm looks, say she uses weapon. She looks just as human <laughs> as a, a demi human. Yeah. No, I, I get that. So, I mean, like, could it be that they're more human in appearance than all the other fallen, which were all basically beasts in appearance? Beastmen and things like that. And that makes sense. So, I mean, if we're going to go with that, that would be why Clem, or or in this case, just Edelgard, were able to get into the city, unless uh, Celestine somehow mad doesn't always have the barrier up, which is a possibility, too. Yeah, I was going to say, that could make sense, because the only time that she was actively working on the barrier is when she was in her little spire thing, focusing. Yep. So maybe it's not active all the time. That is a very good possibility. If only we had answers. Uh, Or a season two. (laughs) Oh, wait, we will. 2021. (laughs) Yeah. 2021. And that's a year. That's going to be a long time gonna be a long wait to get answers but that's all right i accept the wait i accept the challenge i I can wait i can wait till we do a season two on this as well oh yeah (laughs) just Um, give me some time to forget what it's actually about yeah so one of the things i actually really enjoyed was uh diablo he kept referencing the fact that Everyone's amazed by his knowledge, his power, and everything like that. And one, it's because he grinds. And two, he always has this constant internal conflict. You hear the real voice internally, and then he always puts on his uh, Diablo persona when speaking to everyone. And it always and it always comes out in a very, uh, I'm going to burn you to ash because I just can type of uh, uh, mentality extremely condescending yes and uh, another thing is is everyone's always when he's making the references in between the world he knows through the game and the world he's in now he's not exactly worried about it so much but then he starts coming to the realization that if he dies he dies and that's it and that was his reasoning for why everyone was so low because they're they do only have one life. Of course, you're going to play it safe. You're not going to go out and try to bust your butt knowing you can respawn later to gain to kill these monsters. Yeah. Whereas he had already done all the work. He had already died however many times, respawned however many times, and got his level crazy high, maxed out so, at 150. Now that's not to say that people aren't up on his level or close to it. Uh, you do meet a couple, the, the palad paladin is one of them. And then, uh, the governor or the Lord of the city he's in is another one. And well over level a hundred. Yeah. He says one of the skills that he uses is a skill only obtainable once you hit 120. So that gives you the idea that there are people out there that are going to be as strong as him, but he needs to play it off. And this is where the strategic thought process comes in. Although it doesn't always think it through when he's close to beating him or he's out of magic, he puts on a front and pretends that he doesn't have any interest in killing him because he's already lost interest. He knows he can beat him. And the 
competitor is so weak that it's not even worth his time to to kill him. And he has to keep up that persona so that way people don't always try to attack him. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Now, here's my question for you. Here's another question, rather. (laughs) All right. Does that mean that there is no level cap now? Because he said he was maxed out at 150. Does that mean... With all the work and everything that he's doing, he will be able to level up now since he's in a real life situation. See, I don't know, because if you treat it, if you treat it for its face value, no, not possible. If you treat it like the other great isekais, I say great because this is not a great one. But if you treat it like Log Horizon, oh, yes, one of my favorites, I'm not going (laughs) to, I definitely want to do one of those. Can't wait for the new season of that. We will definitely uh, have to recap. Yeah, we're going to have to review it before the new season comes out. But in that one, the max level characters were able to get even greater levels because the cap was removed. If the same thing happened here, I think he would have mentioned, hey, killing that mega level summon gave me some levels. But because he didn't, it leads me to believe that either he can't tell or he doesn't know. Well, he wouldn't know. Because the only way to tell what your level is, is through this mirror. And the only way that you can do that is by having it measured. Now, how he can have it measured is by going to someplace where they would be able to measure his magic power. But at that point, you know, what, at what point does it become a cap? And how would he know how to learn new abilities? Yeah, I was actually thinking about it literally just now, where... If he does go somewhere and he's able, hey, I'm level 153, what's going on? Does that mean he's going to start grinding? Because you can grind on lower characters all day, every day. Yeah. But you're, you're right. How would you know what what new skills you could learn? You know? Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's genius if they're going to go that route. But I think that's too big-brained, to be perfectly oh, honest. Yeah. Especially for I this, think, yeah. Yeah. So do you really have any much more to add? Cause I think we, we hit it all. Uh, I don't want to go too far into speculation because season two is, is coming. Indeed. I don't want uh, to be wrong. <laughs> I, honestly, I am. Uh, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm intrigued as to where they're going to go with season two. Um, I really would love to know what everyone else thinks about it. So if you uh, have any thoughts on, where you think they're going to go with season two or, or some general thoughts on this. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I know Rick would, would as well. Absolutely. So uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up uh, with a rating, sir, on a scale of up to 10. How would you rate it? I've been hemming and hawing about it for a while and five middle middle of the road. It would be, lo- it would be lower, but the anime quality is good. The, the animation is pretty solid. The storyline, while if I expected more out of it, it would be lackluster, but it's it's right where I was expecting it to be. From It was predictable, but it, it wasn't poorly done. Like, I've seen predictable, and they just completely skimp on everything. But it had some seriously funny moments. It had a bunch of times where it played on words. It threw a, a curveball in, and I I was not upset with it. It's not something I'd, I I would want to watch multiple times, but it is intriguing enough for me to be curious about season two to see where they're going. All right. Fair enough. Uh, 
I'm going to actually go a little bit higher. I'm going to go with a six. Really? Yeah. The reason for the six is because even though it's coming out with the season two, with how it was left with the season one, they did close all the open ends. So it gave okay. me an ending and it, it it didn't really play on the fact that they had too much to go on. But if they wanted to, they could. It would have been better if they uh, had left out a lot of the the needless moaning and groaning, but the story was good and it kept on pace. It kept me intrigued for it. So, which I'm happy about. The animation was also pretty clean. And when uh, you ran into someone that was pretty tired or exhausted, they drew that into them. They looked wrecked when they were exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Again, quality was good. Storyline lackluster. It's what I expected. Yeah, so. exactly. So, but that's why I'm giving it a six is because while the storyline was lackluster, it was enough to keep it entertaining and moving all the way through. And they also hit it right on the nose for the number of episodes. They could have easily gone further. They could have easily done more or they could have easily done lower and it would have hurt it. So how it was done, how it was paced was perfectly done. I can respect that. All right. So uh, next week is my choice. And we're going to go with a two-season anime. So Ooh, uh, Okay. So given what you just literally told me not too long ago, I'm very curious as to what emotional pain you're going to put me through. Why would you assume that it's a... Because the top two things you're like, oh, our best rated <laughs> stuff. Crap that makes you cry and ha, more crap that makes you cry with a beautiful music accompaniment too. So hey. lay it on me. What you got? Hey, 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 hey. look, look. First, first and foremost, okay, you know as well as I that those animes were great. As proof in your rating. They were great. I kind of wished I thought of them, but I didn't know they existed prior to you being like, hey, you should go cry. Watch this. All right. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> no, this time we're we're breaking it up a little bit from the normal stuff. Uh, it's going to be uh, two 12 episodes uh, animes. It's season one, season two of Blood Blockade Battlefront. And season two is Blood Blockade Battlefront and Beyond. Both of them are 12 episodes long. Uh, season one came out in April 2015 through October 2015. And season two came out in October 2017 and ran through December 2017. I think I'm familiar with this. I'd have to look it up, but I think I've seen an episode or two. Good. Well, to help uh, uh, lighten the load a little bit, it's an action comedy fantasy shonen superpowers, supernatural and a vampire. Oh, okay. That's kind of weird to throw the last part in there, but... Why not? I got my attention. So, uh, yeah, that's next week's choice. Uh, if you've seen next week's choice, this week's choice, any of the previous choices, feel free to let us know what you thought of them. If we missed anything at all, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach out to us at featuredanimepodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, reach out to us on our Discord server. We are on there, and we do have a link in the show notes. Uh, feel free to join us there. Uh, you can tweet at us at thoseanimeguys at featuredanimepodcast on Facebook, 
And we even have a voicemail link in the show notes as well. And we are also on YouTube. So if you leave a comment in there, we will be sure to respond to you. Uh, Until next time, I'm Jack. And I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.